Welcome to the high energy episode. A fever talk. Fever talk. Uh, if you haven't figured out yet, that's sarcasm. Um, <laughs> not you specifically, but you, dear listener. Uh, we are jet lagged. Yeah. We are mildly sick. Yeah, I'd say I'm less jet lagged now, or at this moment I don't feel tired at least. Like the jet lag is still, the jet lag is real. The jet lag like, is real. This I'm, is, this in a moment, is real. I'm in a moment of being quite awake though. Okay. Um, but yeah, sick. Okay, yeah. so uh, we are back uh, less than a week, mm. about five days, mm. from Dragon Con. Yeah. In Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. And you had a week before that uh, in New York. In New York. Um, so you've been gallivanting. Uh, I have gallivanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're both being back at work. You've gone back to uh, an old day job of yours. Yeah. I went back to my new day job. And we're both, as we record this at like 9.35 on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Fucked, I would say. It's <laughs> probably the, the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm happy sort of to get back into a routine. Like, I haven't had an, a normal day job with normal hours in two years. Right. So, and my hours are still kind of a little bit strange because I still am teaching private students and everything. But I sort of like having the routine, having to get up at the same time every day. And I'm happy to have that. I just wish I wasn't so sick right now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got distracted because I thought I heard yeah. someone sweeping outside. <laughs> um, I was like, what? Uh, Who's sweeping at this hour? Right? Um, but yeah, you got sick because we reckon you got a little bit of food poisoning. We don't know. Yeah. That's so our best guess. That's our best guess. So at Dragon Con, there are all these like stands in in the... Stands. Don't, not to be confused by stands who are people who are avid right. fans of stands. Right. There's lots of stands at Dragon Con too. Wait, what's a stan? Like a man named Stan? Well, uh, yeah. oh, you not know this term? No. I'm more hip with the kids than you are. Uh, yeah, I just thought you meant like, yeah, probably it's a man named Stan. Uh, what is this? So do you remember the, the uh, Eminem song, Stan? Which is about that fan who like wrote crazy letters yes, and like by killed himself. Yes. So uh, th- this term for like crazy avid fans a has, is a stand. So it's yeah. a it's a derogatory. Like you you don't want to be a stand. You know what? With every sort of fandom, they always turn it into like a positive. Okay. So people are referring to themselves as stands. So a lot. they're like, I'm a total stand for. Exactly. Okay. And then they're ordered standing for somebody. Which okay. is They turn it into a verb. Okay. <laughs> as, as with all the hip young lingo, it always turns right, into a verb eventually. Right. Okay. Uh, also, you notice I've noticed I've noticed myself say like trendy lately, and I've never hated the word trendy more in my life than any time in my life. I don't know. I can't speak properly. <laughs> the grammar is not going to be good tonight, folks. Um, but I've always hated the word trendy because I always because I always thought it just sounds like an old person saying it. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's like hip. Hip sound like it yeah. sounds very unhip to use the word hip. It's like yeah, exactly, or like yeah, so trendy. But I've lo- I've noticed I'm using a lot of these words that like make me sound like a like a seventy year old man. I don't think trendy. See, to me, trendy doesn't sound that way. Oh, to me, it always has. But I guess I'm just used to like it's like someone saying disco. Yeah, you're going to the disco tonight. Aww. You're having a boogie. 
the, the idea of saying boogie and not boogie has always hurt my soul. Uh, do, did people do that? People say boogie. Oh, Jesus. You having a boogie? We're going for an L boogie. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, that's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. But then I guess, like, boogie. But boogie's not good either, because it's a booger. Like, a boogie is a booger. Well, booger is not really a term that we use over here. Oh, what do you call it? Snot. But but snot and a booger are not the same thing. Yes, they are. No, snot, I mean, no, no, baby, no. Like, snot is liquid and runny. A booger, you know, you pick out a booger. It's a, it's a little chunk of we dried would, snot. We would pick a snot as well. Snot covers all the terms here. No. Okay. So snot is everything that comes out of your nose. Okay. I would say I have a runny nose. I wouldn't say I have a snotty nose if I was just, like, liquidy. I would say I have a runny nose, too. But still, snot and boogers are different. Yeah, snot is liquid and boogers are somewhat solidified. Okay. But are you the type of person who, like, separates, like, semen and sperm? Because I feel like, not the semen are chunky, but I just feel like semen are the things that's in the runny, like... No, no, sperm, are the sperm are the, things sperm that inside are the, the guys runny semen. who are in the semen. I mean... Like, I, I haven't really thought about it much, whether I separate semen and sperm or not, but, like, yeah, they, they do refer like to... I feel like it's the same as separating but, boogers and snots. like, you know, it's just it's just being precise about your terminology. Like, they are different things. But I, I guess, but we don't just use the term boogers, is all yeah. I'm saying. Well, Get off my back, man. You, Get you off sh- my boogers. Well, you should. <laughs> um, listen, the moral of the story is don't be jealous of my boogie, is all I'm saying. <laughs> don't be jealous of my boogie, because you imagine don't even said, have them. Imagine if I said don't be jealous of my... They're, boogies are not boobs. <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> Where did you get that from? Because you said I don't even have them. So I was like, what, are you, what plural do you have that I don't have? Boobs. But, no, I mean boogers, because you didn't even know oh. what, a bo- what a booger was until I just told you. Uh, guys, this is not going well. This is, this is going to be one of those episodes. Uh, but yeah, back to the original point. Uh, we're back from Dragon Con. Right. Okay, so there were stands. Stands. And they were selling food, like, where you were tabling, and it was just an easy place to get food, but maybe not the best place. And I think I got food poisoned one of those days, but it could have been the first day, because you know how they say, doesn't it sometimes take 24 hours for food poisoning to kick in? Yeah. Maybe it was the vegetables on the first day that I ate that, like, weren't washed properly or something. But I wonder, because, like, that's when you have, well, we've we've both experienced full-blown food poisoning where you're just vomiting for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, this Pretty recently, we both about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, and but this wasn't really what you had. You just had a really dodgy stomach for yeah. the next like week almost. Mm. So I reckon it was less of an like. So it may not have necessarily needed twenty four hours to kick in as like setting your stomach off. Yeah, because maybe it was just like that ropey veggie corn dog that you had. That ropey veggie corn dog. Yeah, it's a it's a possibility. And it tasted so good. It was. I, I feel bad that we've ruined your life with this. I know. I was really excited that they even had them. Uh, so, how? what did you think of Dragon Con? It was so much fun. I really liked it. Unfortunately, you know, I was sick for pretty much half the time we were there. But, you know, on the Sunday, I still, I still like, went. And I mostly I sat at your table with yeah. you. Which was fun for me. Like, I'm a real, like, lazy fuck and just, like, sitting around and staring at other people. Sorry, just when you said I'm a lazy fuck and I'm just kind of like... In my head, I was like, wait, oh, no, we're not talking about (laughs) sexual here. 
Uh, this is like I'm, a, I'm just a la- you know me. I'm a, real, I'm a lazy, I'm a real fuck. lazy fuck. I just lay there. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. I got yeah. <laughs> God, my head today. All right. And what were you gonna? I mean, what if I had said that? Were you I would have disagreed with oh, you. you would have I would. Oh, I was like, that's why I had a look of oh, shock on my face. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a real lazy person. fucking individual, lazy, and so yeah. <laughs> and so. I liked just sitting there and watching everyone go by, and I loved, like, watching the costumes. And, of course, being at your table is always fun and talking to people and seeing who buys your comics and all of that stuff. And the shows were great, your shows. And, yeah, it was great. I met a, met a lot of your friends who I had been hearing about for years, and everyone was, like, so nice and so cool. And, in general, I would say the vibe at the convention was, like, really nice. Like, everyone seemed pretty fucking sound. Yeah. Now, you kind of missed out on the late-night party element of it to a certain yeah. degree because, of you got, because you got sick. So, I was yeah. going to take you to, like, the Saturday Night Rave and stuff like that. Right. And I think you would have seen another side of Dragon Con along with it. A less nice and polite relaxed it's still it still would probably be nice polite and relaxed but it just would have been a bit wilder I think you missed out on the wild part of Dragon Con a little bit you got you had more of a chill time there. Yeah, I did. And I did have a chill time and that was good. Yeah. And I think even if we get to show it to you next year, you you still probably just go back to having your nice chill time because I don't even think you'll necessarily want to be around the wild part of it. Yeah. But I still want you just to see it. Just existence. to see it. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's the good thing about Dragon Con I think, is that because it is so big and so varied that you can choose your own experience with it. Yeah, and I saw like a lot of families there and yeah. Kind of thing as well, and I could see how it would be appealing for families or for people who want to pate. Yeah. Um, but I loved, like, I really enjoyed looking at the costumes because there were a lot of ones that I did know, and it, yeah, it made me excited. It like, it made me inspired. Like, oh, what am I gonna do next time? Yeah. We saw like ten Zoyas. Yeah, Zoya from the series TV show Glow. Zoya was super popular. Was shit ton of them. And then chair. the really popular girls costume that surprised me that this was so popular, but mm. it must seem like twelve of them was Kim Possible. Yeah, I yeah I kind of forgotten how often Kim Possible is dressed yeah. up as because I always just forget about Kim Possible. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Kim Possible was a cartoon show in the early noughties mm-hmm. uh, about a girl named Kim. She's your basic average girl, and she's here to save the world. You can't stop her because she's Kim Possible. Was she a spy? I guess. I never watched the show. Call I don't me, think I did. Call me, if you want to reach me. Is that really part of it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it was that came out like after my time. Probably, because I think I would have been, it was early to mid aught, so I would have been like maybe 14 or so, you probably would have been like 20, so you probably weren't dead. Yeah, I was in college, yeah. so I wasn't getting a chance to see it. I mean, I was still watching Nickelodeon. Yeah, I was going to say, you did still. But I don't like, think Impossible was really shown on Nickelodeon. No, it was, was Disney. It Disney Channel. It was Disney. Yeah, so I never had Disney Channel yeah. at that age. Like, I used to, I remember like on a Saturday after doing two performances of children's theater, which is what I would do with my Saturdays, oh. I would go home, and even as old as 14, I would go home, play Barbies. 
and watch the Disney Channel. Playing with, playing with like action figures or Barbies or whatever at 14, I think is okay. I think it's okay too. You know, I was always, I was creating like story arcs and yeah. characters, you yeah. know. Like I was the same. I had, I had my Gia Joes and I would, I would usually end up doing like wrestling rivalry arcs of my, right. my own and shit like that. But yeah, we were just telling stories. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I kind of looking back, I always, that was what I did with like action figures more than anything else was like it was always like sitcom-esque stories mm-hmm. or like tv shows inspired stories rather than actual war which was what they were meant to <laughs> yeah. be played for like they all came with these giant like it was like machine guns and they, i always threw away the machine guns and but just so like did you have them. any females though like so you were just writing these stories with no female characters i mean right, right. hashtag everyday <laughs> Hashtag typical. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, because G.I. didn't really have any female characters, or at least not many that you could find. I remember being very excited, because I had a big G.I. Joe collection, and I remember being very excited about uh, Street Fighter releasing um, their characters in that like type of model. Mm. And uh, and they had Chun-Li, which was like uh, PlayStation Chun-Li. <laughs> Lara Bincroft. Lara Bincroft. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know that Apparently, she's been crafted though. That's I think that's what it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, so I was like, oh, I have a I have a woman GI Joe. This is great. And I remember even telling people in class and school. So Aww. I was like, possibly either last year in set in primary school or second last year in primary school. Uh, and I was telling people about it in class, kind of halfway forgetting that like. It wasn't cool. It wasn't cool or like, this makes me seem a bit weird that I'm excited about this. Aww. And one or two people kind of feigned a bit of interest and like, oh yeah, I suppose that's interesting that the collection didn't have that before. But like, yeah, in general, they were all being like, secretly eye-rolling, I think. Aww. Uh, but, but so would Barbies and G.I. Joe sort of be compatible in size? Like, Oh no, nowhere near no, each other. Right? No, right? Okay, so they couldn't like, Cause Barbies, hang out. Barbies like, up to probably like, you know, I would say Barbie. Like yeah, about a foot tall, I'd say. That's not a foot, is it? I think she's about a foot. She's, a, a, I suppose, close. Yeah, yeah, 10 inches, let's say, at, at least, anyway. Yeah. Whereas, like, my guys were about 6 inches. Oh. Yeah, yeah, which I think is a good size. <laughs> Just for anyone listening. Yeah, I think it's a good size. You can do a lot with a 6 inch GI <laughs> Joe. But yeah, so that was that was kind of my thing. Now my thing is fucking D and D paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah. You bought how many new dice? I bought three sets? new dice sets yeah. at uh, Dragon Con. Um, two were from Chessex, so they were kind of normal plasticky dice, but they were fancily designed. They had this. There was like scarab, like blood orange and shit like that. Oh. And then and then I bought another one from Level Up Dice, which was like. I don't know if it's glass or quartz. It said quartz on it as like the smoky type. Smoky quartz. It said smoky quartz. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real quartz thing. I don't know either. Yeah. Wait, no. It wouldn't be real quartz anyway though, would it? Wouldn't that be expensive? Sorry, I just realized I need to bring dice tomorrow for my class. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could just like remember to do this by the end of the podcast. I know, but it's just right here and it's just, you know. Okay, fair enough. Relax now. Uh, but yeah, and like I kind of I bought like a little uh, dice like box like dice holder box thing. Yeah. Dice tr- like tray box. Dice thing. tray. 
Well, I think the tray might be like the thing that you roll it in. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I guess it's just a dice. I'm getting lost on my technical paraphernalia wording. I think it's a dice hope chest. (laughs) It's a hope chest. Okay. So that's another thing. So uh, Darcy, for the first time this week, watched Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Way in the future. (laughs) Um, And uh, you really liked it, which I think you, I thought you would. Yeah, you thought I would like it and you thought right. And I was kind of like, yeah, I probably will like it because sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, oh, like what? I bet you you thought it was more action-y than it is. Yes, I feared that. But then hearing more about it and hearing that it's mostly just about like, you know, Michael J. Fox's mom trying to fuck him. I was yeah. like, that's my kind of movie. <laughs> so it was really fun. Uh, yeah, we'll probably get around to watching the other two eventually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was it was fun to kind of just because I hadn't watched it in a while, and it's always just fun to remind like myself just how fucking filthy that movie is. It is, which I like. I appreciate that it goes there. It goes there to, like, you know, kid fucking. Yeah. Well, not, like, child fucking. He was of age. He was of age. He was only 17, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but so was she, so... That's true, that's true. But he was still... She was still his mother. Although, I wonder... Because Michael J. Fox, I think, was actually, like, 23 or 24 when that was shot. And... Do you think Leah Thompson was younger or older? What would you... I would have guessed, just looking at her, I feel like she's that type of woman who always looks 27, like, from age 15 to age 50. But I think she, I think she looks like you know mid twenties. So you looked up Michael J. Fox. So you already yeah, know what age so, he was. Yeah. So what was it? What year was the movie? Eighty six, was it, wasn't it? Well, it was. It was saying it was eighty five in the movie. I guess so. Let's say eighty five that they planned oh, it to be. Oh, eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, she was born in May nineteen sixty one. All right. So, so she was twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, she was, yeah, 20, probably 2024, let's say. Yeah. So, comparative. Yeah, so they were the same. Yeah, sames. Same these. Sames, but different. But then Crispin Glover was actually younger. Crispin Glover was, like, three years younger than them. Uh, yeah, had you, do you, had you seen Crispin Glover in Well, I was before? aware of him, right? Because we were watching it, and you said something about, the, you said something about him as an actor, and I was like, who is that? And you were like, I don't remember his name, and I came up with his name. I was like, oh, it's Crispin Glover. But yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything. Like, I don't know how I knew that. I, I Do you not remember him from the Charlie's Angels franchise? I think that's probably it. He was the skinny weird guy who yeah. would, like, smell hair and stuff. Yeah. He's... I like him, but I don't know why. I feel, <laughs> I feel like he's probably a terrible person, but I like He's him. probably a really difficult person to get along with. But uh, he was great in that movie. Yeah, no, I think, like, he should have probably had a bigger career than he did. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a bit of a robbery there. I just looked, saw Leah Thompson uh, has been married since 1989. Oh, that's nice. And still together. Oh, that's to a, nice. Who's this man? To a guy called Howard Deutsch. And what's his story? Oh, and he's he's eleven. He's years a director. Older. Yeah, he's eleven. They're always a fucking eleven or ten years older in Hollywood. He's directed two of John Hughes's uh, well-received screenplays, Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, and she's in Some Kind of Wonderful. She plays like the hot chick in Some Kind of Wonderful. Have you ever seen Some Kind of Wonderful? No. That's alright. Yeah. It's just die for me. Yeah. I like John Hughes movies in general, even though they're prob- usually pretty massively, like, uh, chauvinistic. Um, but, yeah, you know. this one, it might be less so, but it's, it's that old, it's this one of these, it's one of my most hated romantic comedy tropes. It's the, my best friend, who is really hot, who I've been in love with the whole time, unbeknownst to me. Right. I hate that trope. I, I think know. that's so stupid. 
You but don't seem to have much of a problem with it. I would. I I don't have a huge problem with it as much as you, but I kind of want to see that happen more with like lesbians and gays. Right, that would make a little bit more sense at least, because it would make a little bit more sense that okay, we weren't admitting this to each to ourselves because yeah, like they're realizing they're or gay whatever. or whatever. Yeah, so that would make much more sense, but it doesn't make really any sense. Actually, it probably doesn't actually really make sense because we're we we're not. Uh, gay so we don't know ourselves but like I mean I've been I've heard before that like you know gay people usually know more early on oh yeah so that idea of like oh I just really loved my best friend but wasn't aware of it maybe that's a bit insulting as well maybe it is maybe it is but but I think it's just a little bit more believable that in certain cultures people might be trying to repress those feelings for maybe for reason you you know but like it just, yeah, I just think it's a really stupid, unrealistic trope. Like, how, how the hell, like, how the hell does that happen? How Especially do you just have a really hot best friend who you hang out with all the time? Yeah. And you're like, a what? No. Especially with young people who are just horny as fuck and right? fancy everybody. That's like whenever I, and like, I always hate people who try to do that. Like, I remember in high school, like, there would be so many girls who would be like, what? Like, I don't like him. He's like my brother. He's like my brother. Like, no, he's fucking not. Like, he's Nobody not, believes that like, shit. Like, he's not like your brother. Like, I'm not buying <laughs> So I hate that. Just make out already. Just, yeah. For fuck's sake, just make out. <laughs> now keys. Now keys. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so basically, so your first Dragon Con was a success, I would say. I loved it, and my favorite part was probably meeting all of your wonderful, wonderful friends. Everybody was just so fucking lovely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. See, I'm not an asshole all the time. Like, I have good people around me. (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't know. (laughs) Well, like, I think that's a good sign of a person that they have, like, friends that you like. Oh, yeah. Do you know what that's... Because I, I, I wasn't sure until then if, if you were an exactly. asshole or not. Well, now but now you, I finally now you, know that you're not. Now you can commit to me now. Right, yeah. But now no, I but, can take some kind of stuff. But, but you know what I mean? Like, it kind of, I think, if you someone has a bunch of friends that you haven't met for ages and you meet them all and they're, they're kind of like, oh, God, these are shitheads, then you yeah. kind of, like, you know, lead to believe that, like, oh, maybe he's a bit more shitheady than I thought. I still wouldn't... So say I met your friends who were shitheads. I still wouldn't think that you were a shithead. I would just think that maybe... I'm shithead tolerant. Yeah. But I can be pretty shithead tolerant. Do you think? Uh, it's hard to say that without calling out all of your friends. Um, but you like my friends. I do like your friends. Some of them are shitheads. Not my message. But who? Which ones? Find out next week <laughs> on the next episode of uh, Fever Fe- Talk. Uh, that'd be a great cliffhanger. Um, no, but I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm pretty intolerant of people. Right. So you're very tolerant of people. So even if someone's being a bit of an asshole, you're very willing to kind of like give them the benefit of the doubt or explain it away. Yeah. Whereas if I think someone's being a bit of an asshole, I just like, you're an asshole and then I kind of cut ties and walk away. Right. That's probably why I don't have a lot of friends now, but... Uh, it's not that you don't have a lot of friends. I feel like you, you have a lot of friends. You have a lot of friends who have been you've been friends with since young adulthood. What you don't have, what I have, is you don't have friends you've been friends with since you were like five or since you were like 12 this is true and so so it's but that sort of makes sense in a way because sometimes the people you're friends with since you were five you wouldn't necessarily choose when you were 25 but because you've been friends with them since you're five you're always gonna be friends with them yeah yeah whereas i lost ties with all of those sort of people along the way 
so I don't have that like you know oh well yeah we're best mates still because we lived across the road from each other yeah but like we actually have nothing in common I don't have those friendships like any friendship I have is usually because we have a lot of we love yeah. shit in common yeah and I don't really either like I think of my one really good friend Becky who we've been friends since we were five and it would be hard to define what we have in common like on paper but we do have so much like we you know we have a language we have a whole way of talking yeah together, I was just gonna you say <laughs> you have this voice ah <laughs> for those who don't know so Darcy has an affectation sometimes when she's being silly where she puts on a silly voice and like your intonations go strange and yeah. all that kind of shit and then Becky has the exact same voice yeah, and Brittany pretty much has Brittany it. does yeah. it too yeah and so like whenever I hear voice messages between them and their whatsapp <laughs> or whatever uh, sometimes it could be hard to distinguish who's fucking talking uh, but yeah it's pretty strange yeah so like we have like yeah so that connection isn't really so much based on like common interests as it is I don't even know like it's weird brain chemistry weird Probably. Yeah, it's a weird brain chemistry. It yeah. like grew together and we like grew around each other like twist, <laughs> twisted trees. She's making hand movements here, folks. This is, this is a whole visual, audio visual treat that you're missing out on. Uh, so you have another convention coming up, which is going to be a pretty different kind of convention. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to uh, Thought Bubble. Which... It's going to be my first time. In England. In England, this is true. And I feel like you won't get a very good sense of what England is from this going to this thing, but because uh, it's, it's a pretty hit and run sort of visit. Like we go in Friday evening, we have the show Saturday, yeah. show Sunday, fly back Monday. I'm probably gonna have to change my flight so that I fly back Sunday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have you tried to even organize for that Monday off? Uh, it's not a good idea because it's the start of a new um oh that's right yeah. okay well yeah we actually that's something we have to do yeah <laughs> i know whoopsie <laughs> well even if we have to buy another one for like yeah, yeah exactly it's so figured. cheap it's yeah right. uh, ryanair folks love you gotta love it <laughs> uh so yeah so it's going to be uh that'll be interesting for you because like yeah you haven't been to england before but also this is a very very like comic convention right so there won't really be cosplayers and uh, there oh. won't be any comedy shows for me to do yeah right it's just tabling and then having drinks with other comic people in the evening then which i look forward to because you yeah. know i like schmoozing and meeting people and right. saying hey yeah uh but it's actually the place where we always drink for it is like a hotel bar and the hotel bar is not cheap uh, and it's always really hard to get served there because there's only ever like one person behind the fucking counter. Oh god! It's it's stupid. It's just like a certain like it's like Trader Vic's at Dragon Con every year. It's fucking packed. Oh god, I felt so bad for that. And they never put there. more staff on. Oh, like, they Jesus. never put more staff on for it. Um, wait, but so you guys don't like ever go outside of the hotel? Like, go to a pub outside of the hotel? You they just... never do. It's always oh. the hotel because it's the hotel where all the big comic guests like like have their room okay and so they just stay there and then we all come to them because we're all trying to schmooze ourselves okay. and we're all kind of like yeah i'm best friends with like you know kieran gillen okay sure. so i was just gonna say like who are the big names there kieran gillen uh kieran gillen jamie kelvey go every year okay. um so they do wicked the wicked and the divine which you've kind of i've heard me talk about a little mm-hmm. bit uh then um this year uh warren ellis is going 
Uh, Warren uh, does injection with Declan right. and Jordy. Declan's going. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, I can't remember all the other big names, but there's a lot. There's like there's there's like a hundred comic book creators, mm. like or more, coming in, um, including you, including me. Mm. I guess that's a whole separate thing. What do you mean? <laughs> I oh man, listen, like so uh, we'll wrap the episode up with this uh, questionable moral quandary but uh, basically um, you know it's been a very tough year for me and we're coming close to the end of the year now we're getting to that like winter phase of the year Uh, tough for me uh, with comic books you know uh, my output has shrank rapidly Um, it has been an incredible financial drain which is within a year where my finances were worrying anyway has been a problem Um, my outlook or my prospects within the comic book industry uh, evaporated almost into dust at the start of the year uh, because a lot of my contacts you know that I had that were for people who are working in the industry became very tenuous all of a sudden and uh, and I'm being I, for those who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about ask me in person because I won't talk about it here but uh, just you know I've had I just had a I've just had a, a tough year in terms of it and and I've had to start questioning why I'm making comic books and how much I want to make comic books and I love comic books I've been reading comic books since I was a wee child um, I've always loved them um, being a comic book writer is a dream um, I am just starting to wonder how much of that dream I can make a reality because we're in a position where you know suffering for your art and trying to struggle to make it in an industry that is you know the odds of winning the lottery are the same odds as breaking into this industry you know it's a million to one or more um and uh you know we are married you know in about four to five years we're looking to start a family i'm in a situation right now where i make 10 euro an hour uh doing a job that really drains me as far as like energy levels are concerned it's tough to do and i have very unstable hours at that job uh i have to try and put a lot of work into getting into a position where we can have a family Doing that and trying to make comics at the same time is really splitting my focus. And hell, I would love for comics to pay the bills, but it's such a slim chance. And I've spent the last 34 years of my life hoping on that slim chance. And it hasn't materialized. And it doesn't look like it's going to materialize at this point, if I'm being honest about it. So it's just how much punishment do I want to put myself through for that dream and how much do I want to create a reality for us that is unstable based on hoping for that dream. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at comic books and I'm looking at should I, you know, put that hope away and forget about it? Um, you know, can I focus my creative talents or wants uh, with writing into a different aspect where I'm not kidding myself or I'm not taking a big finance because like trying to even make a comic book cost me a couple grand um, 
that's money that we don't really have lying around. There's been a couple of weeks this year where I've had zero in my bank account and I've had to live for a couple of days before getting paid again. Uh, you know, going to Dragon Con, I didn't have enough money to pay for my one night hotel stay there. And so I had to scramble and made a deal with the lady at the desk to be able to sort it out in time. Um, so, uh, you know, that's uh, at my age, I just start to wonder if I'm being an idiot about this. Uh, and I know I've, re I've read a bunch of tweets the last couple of days from like pros who were like, I didn't become a professional and be able to support myself in my art until I was 39 mm -hmm. or 45 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, great, that's good for you. But I have to pay rent mm -hmm. and I, I'm not in the position that you were in. Who knows how they were getting by until they broke in. Mm. Um, but right now, my life is not set up for being able to make comics on the side easily yeah. uh so yeah i don't i don't know i don't know how i feel about any of it i've had a bit of a crisis about it this year and i don't i haven't come to a conclusion about what to do or where to go from here there's lots of stories that i've written there's lots of pitches that i've made that are ready to go i'm i'm not getting anywhere and i'm out of ideas um and I need help, um, and I don't have any help at the moment. And uh, without that help, I'm 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 a little bit lost, and I and I don't know what I you know maybe that's a sign that maybe I should stop, as well, like not being able to do it on my own without the help, and feel like I'm getting somewhere. Um, you know maybe that's a sign I should stop too. So. Uh, so yeah so anyway they're the thoughts that have been going through my head in terms of comics so I know you're saying like oh you're a comic person who's going to be there but I'm like am I well, <laughs> uh, right now you are anyway right now I am and, and I have more comics coming out they're, they're already in production so they will happen like Shipwrecked is still getting posted every Wednesday mm -hmm. and volume 3 is getting posted as we speak uh, and you know you don't you don't have to make some some final decision right now you know no you i know have, that. you know and, and if you want to because of money or because of stress you can cool it for a while and then come back to it if, if you want you know yeah you, you can take a break and see how that is yeah but just my the type of personality that i have if i'm doing something i go hard at it yeah um and i went hard at it for two and a half years and i made a shit ton of comics in that time and i I was feeling real positive about it until a bunch of situational things happened and it kind of all fell apart on me. And so now uh, I'm a bit lost. And so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, I mean, I don't feel bad about the time that I spent making comics. I enjoyed it. I love doing it. If it continues, I'll, I, you know, it will be because I'll be really happy that it's continuing. Um, but if it doesn't, it'll be kind of very, on very practical reasons. It won't be because I fell out of love for comics. It'll just be because practically it's not working out for me. Um, you know, and as a writer in comics, it's, it's particularly tough. I think if you're working in, you know, colouring or arts or uh, lettering, I think there are more opportunities available to you. 
Um, I think there are a lot less when it comes to writing. Um, and maybe with good reason, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but, uh, you know. I'm very, actually, funny, I'm very looking forward to, to seeing Haas at Dragon, uh, I was going to say Dragon, kind of at Thought Bubble. Haas, Asan, Atzman, and Elhau is a guy I've actually had on our, our podcast a couple of times when we did Aaron Fever Talks too. We did two of those together, and he's a guy who's, I think, got a good head for this sort of stuff, and I think he might be a good guy to basically kind of, like, talk to about this sort of thing, but... Uh, yeah, I think I, I either need a pep talk or I need a confirmation of how I'm feeling, essentially. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I think I've, I feel like I've tried to give you pep talks. You have, 100%. Same, yeah, but I guess you need to hear it from someone who has who really knows what they're talking about you know like who's doing the work yeah. too yeah exactly yeah. and they, who has a good sense of like you know the reality of the right. situation because you know i love your pep talks but your pep talks are from a place of like you can do anything <laughs> and and they are great for certain scenarios and certain feelings um but uh yeah this this one doesn't doesn't work on that one I'd like to think I'm a little bit more nuanced than that, but... <laughs> but, like, I mean, comics-wise, like, Dragon Con was nice. Like, I sold over 70 comics at Dragon Con, which for me is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't normally sell that much. And, um, you know, uh, generally people's interest was, was pretty good for it. So, it's nice to say I'm somewhere in the right direction, but, um, yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, so folks we're going to leave you on that depressing note I think because uh, I've run out of steam <laughs> but uh, that's, that was basically a 10 minute monologue it was it really <laughs> yeah. was but this is how I get this is honestly it's, just, it's sad but this is how I get about this stuff because like it, it's a whole it's like a crisis for me yeah so it's it's this is like the depression episode. Like it's like I'm I'm not depressed. I'm actually feeling good these days. Yay. I'm I'm in a good place now. And um, for those looking for an update of like, because people were very nice and reached out. Uh, yeah, I don't feel depressed anymore. Like I I feel like I've dug myself out of that hole to a large degree, mm-hmm. and it's good and it's yeah. nice. Um, but uh, yeah, when I think about comics, I get depressed. Mm. Um, because of the way the scenario is. Mm. And you know, uh, so it's so it's something to look at. I'll try and stop talking now. So, baby, uh, keep talking. You need no. We'll talk off mic. We don't <laughs> okay. need to talk off mic. I feel like I've killed people's buzz enough as it is. Remember when they were being silly at the start of the episode? Oh, you still got a big smile though. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back. Then you will see. see. <laughs> uh, we will be back soon because we have Brittany visiting. Yay! So you may remember Nalls from last year. She visited us before. So we're going to have her as a guest on when she here is visiting us. Yay! And we're going to do the same, hopefully. We haven't told him yet, but he may hear from this because he's a listener. Long-time listener, possibly first-time caller. Oh. Uh, young Anthony. We young might try Anthony. And, we might try and convince him to be on the podcast oh, as well. definitely. And his fiance as well. Yeah. That could get really crazy. Yeah. Well, Barrett's like, Barrett's one of those guys who will be quiet for a while, but then will say something controversial just to stir the pot. <laughs> That's how we feel about Barrett. But, yeah. 
So that should that should be fun. So we have some like uh, in person guests. Yes, and stuff like a very that. impressive guest. Uh, yeah, of our friends. <laughs> but this is what this like. This is what fever talk is. Fever talk is just us like chatting. Hanging out. Yeah. It's hanging out, chatting. It's, it's, it's a chill. It's a chill time. Yeah, our fever talks too is where I try to have like the you know the cool guests. Right. Not that Brittany and Anthony Brittany are cool. Brittany and Anthony and Barrett are really cool. But they're like, they like the average person who doesn't know who they are won't be like, oh, that's so cool that they brought on their friend Brittany. <laughs> Little shows what they know. Whereas like some people be like, oh, Aaron had that like writer or musician on. Right. Or artist on or whatever. And Brittany's a nurse, so she's like, you know, she's, a true hero. She says lives. Yeah, yeah, she's a real hero. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go, but go now. So always remember to, to keep, keep it in your foot. To keep it in your foot. I think, so. I think that's what we said. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.